Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. So we saw those those uh, uh, sad reports over the weekend that uh, Luva Manyonga could have relapsed, according to a family member whose sister, who also said they are now not sure about his whereabouts. And we did actually try to call him also to try and find Luva, but we're not able to find him uh, tonight. But we just want to speak to his former coaches to find out how they feel about this uh, situation. And we joined on the line now by the head of uh, tax of the tax athletics program, uh, Danny Cornelius. Uh, Danny, good evening, and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabisa. Thank you so much, and thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and your listeners. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Danny. We were so disappointed when we read those allegations over the weekend in those papers. What was your reaction? Uh, I was very sad. Um, and, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's sad news. It's a, it's, it's a brilliant young man, a man with a lot of talent, a man with a bright future. Yeah. But also, I must, uh, in, on, you know, on the other side of the coin, uh, we were told uh, initially when we met Luvo in 2015, that's always a possibility that uh, he might relapse and something uh, like that might happen. So it's, it didn't come really as a, as a big surprise, uh, although we were praying and hoping it would never come. But uh, unfortunately, it is a reality. You know, it's like uh, somebody that's an, an alcoholic, you walk into a place and you smell uh, a smoke or something, you know, c- a cigarette smoke, or you hear a, 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 something that just triggers you, mm, trigger. and you're gone again. But we're very sad. Brilliant young man, sad news. Yeah, you said he joined in 2016. How long was he with you for, and what was the plan for him? Well, he actually joined us in 2015. Uh, he joined at the end of 2015, and uh, that was about uh, October 2015. Uh, through Sascock, he came to us. And, uh, yeah, and then we started working with him. My son, Neil, is also one of my coaches, and he actually started working with uh, with Luo. And uh, he was actually, uh, uh, at that stage, he was amazing. We couldn't believe that a young man like that had so much talent that he went away. Um, and also, he was extremely committed. You know what? When he was here in 2015, he came back. He wanted to show the, the world that, uh, yeah, he, he had a problem and he wanted to, he sorted it out and he wanted to come from the Cape, move away from all the trouble. And he came to us. But what a brilliant young man. And uh, we were hoping for the silver medal or a medal at the, at the World, at the Olympic Games. And, uh, in other words, and it's actually um, amazing to lose the gold medal by one centimeter. I mean, a centimeter, if you look at, uh, at, at, at on the ruler, how much is a centimeter? I mean, long jump to lose by one centimeter is actually sad. It's just where your foot was placed on the board. Uh, the other guy might have been uh, closer to the plasticine and he might have been a little further away from the plasticine. But that's sport, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yes, I was actually there. I was actually right there, um, sitting in the in, in just right next to the pit when he was jumping in that final in the Olympic Games in 2016. He lost to Jeff Henderson at 8:37, and Jeff Henderson actually his final jump was 8.38 meters to Great. take to take the Great. gold. So your son Neil, he's the one that was coaching him at those Olympics, ne? Because he was also there. Correct. He was the one there, yeah. He was the one also with the story uh, that he almost missed the final because of an Uber that didn't know know where to go. But yeah, yeah, he was there on the side and uh, he actually coached him. And also he also coached him uh, in London at the World Championships as well, uh, you know, in 2017 when he won the gold medal. Yes. And, 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 And so when did he leave Tux then? He left, he left us, uh, uh, in the, well, in 2018, around about February in 2018, uh, he decided to go to uh, Port Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. That was his decision, and uh, we tried to keep him here, stay, let him stay here, but he just decided to go to Port Elizabeth for reasons unknown to us, uh, but that was his decision that he made. And Danny, as you said, I mean, there's no doubt about his talent. How was he when you worked with him at Tux? 
I can tell you one thing, and um, I actually spoke this afternoon to somebody else. You were the same. Uh, I was in a meeting, and the same conversation came up, and Duvo's mm-hmm. name was also uh, pitched. I can tell you one thing. I've been involved myself uh, from the age of 20, and that was in 1980 that I started coaching. And I was coaching long jump myself. I've never seen a talent as as bright as Lieberman Younger. Um, if he just kept going, if he just kept motivated, if he just, just kept working very, very hard, he would have transformed long jump like Usain Bolt transformed Anna Peters. He would have been a nine-meter jumper uh, consistently. He would have broken the world record consistently. He would have been the best ever athlete that Africa has ever seen. But unfortunately, you know what? Uh, yeah, there's some demons that uh, chase all of us and and I think you also met those demons along the way. With all those well-documented demons, why do you decide to take him in at tax? Talent. You know what? The University of Pretoria is is, is well known for um, for developing talent, and also uh, looking after talent. We've had many many challenges in the past. Uh, I've been there for ten years. We've had other athletes that we that we brought from nowhere. A guy like Akonsim being a star from nowhere and he became a star. And to us, it's all about uh, South Africa as well. You know what? Lugaman Yonga is not a a Tux or a Pretoria or a PE or a Durban athlete. He's a South African athlete. He's a South African asset. And if he performs well, uh, our flag is flying high and people see us. And they also see that we've got the talent. And that was our main goal, is to bring him back. You know, we had some bad luck as a junior um, athlete. Um, he broke uh, Kotsu Mokwena's uh, national record. Uh, he won a, a gold medal at the World uh, Championships. Uh, he was really a bright young man, uh, somebody that could have gone places. Um, he lost his coach, unfortunately, due to a car accident. And uh, we thought, well, maybe a new environment, new place. He would be, he would be a new Lumen younger. Maybe he changed, uh, you know, he, he turned a new page. He wanted to, to say, let's let's see what happens. And uh, he was really, when we got here, he was an amazing young man. Uh, he worked very hard, trained very, very hard. Unfortunately, he, did, he derailed it seems somewhere along the line. Yeah, and and because of his past, now did you have did you put measures in place just to monitor him? Oh yes, um, that's something that we did because uh, fortunately we have got experts also at the university, and I spoke to many other people as well, uh, and also myself, um, Neil, and then also at that stage the the CEO of the High Performance Centre here in Pretoria, Mr. Mm-hmm. Tommy Sutliff. Um, we had people in that said um, the problem is with a, a drug addict or somebody that, that used drug in the past. It's very easy to, re- uh, to, to, to relapse. Yeah. So you, must put, you must put pressure in place. You must put somebody with him that can actually monitor him and actually guide him and be there for him. Because uh, if he's by himself, he gets bored and something might happen. So we put him in a house, in one of our sports houses with other athletes. He stayed with them. And we actually asked him to monitor him as well. So he was basically... Uh, in a good place where he interacted with people that wanted to perform. And, uh, yeah, it was an environment of high-performance athletes, people that wanted to, to do well. And I think that was one of the successes that we had, is that we tried to monitor him and we tried to contain him as much as possible. Uh, looking back now, I think that was also the reason why he went to uh, Port Elizabeth, because mm-hmm. I think he got tired of the fact that he was treated like a, not a young child, but he was actually watched 24 hours a day. Uh, and I think that actually frustrated the, the daylights out of him. And I think that might have been the reason why he left uh, the portals of it. And while he was there, was there any indication that he could have fallen off the wagon again? Well, I, I, I must tell you this. Uh, there were one or two small indications, but not major stuff. It's just uh, little things, but nothing serious that we thought he would go back. Um, 
and, and, and also, you know what, he went uh, back to his um, parents in, in, uh, uh, over December uh, in 2015. Uh, after his uh, Olympic um, medal mm-hmm. that he won, he went back home for, to his family a little bit. And uh, so that there could have been uh, any indicate there could have been in, um, uh, situations where he might have uh, interacted with the wrong people again, but there was no clear signs. The signs that you pick up immediately that the person actually is 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 losing uh, the track, you know, that he, that he might be going off uh, off the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, unfortunately, uh, when he left Pretoria, that that was a difficult situation to actually. Uh, uh, Keep track of him and monitor him uh, 24 hours a day. That was very difficult. Did you try to convince him to stay? We did. We did everything in our ability. We did everything in our ability. But he wanted to move to PE. Uh, he even asked Neil to move to PE as well. He said to Neil, Neil must go with him to PE and coach him in PE. Neil, flew, uh, Neil, Neil just said he's not going to do that. And he flew down a few times to PE to coach him. He even tried uh, video analysis. But he said to me at some point in time, he said to me, Dad, you know what? This is a situation where I have to think about myself as well. Um, I'm spending too much time on Luvo. And I've got other talented athletes that I am neglecting, and this is not the way that's supposed to happen. Uh, if Google wants to be coached by me, then he must come to Pretoria. If he doesn't want to stay in Pretoria, then he doesn't want to be coached by me. And uh, as a coach, sometimes you have to make the hard decision as well. So uh, it was actually a mutual agreement uh, uh, then uh, that would be coached by um, uh, by, by um, Bradley Agnew, uh, which also works for um, uh, he's, a, he's a very good sprint coach, mm. and he actually worked for Leroy Newton, which was his agent, uh, and was he also PE. stayed in PE. Yeah. And just finally, now uh, Bradley, he's twenty nine. At twenty nine, do you think he can still bounce back? Does it? Danny, does he still have more years in him as a long jumper? I've got no doubt in my mind. I've got no doubt in my mind. Mike Dowell was in his 30s when, when he broke the world record. Uh, if you look at uh, uh, athletics, the way athletics has, has progressed and the way people have as, as sports science, I mean, we've got a, we, we have uh, Tim Collins that was a 100-meter athlete. He was 42, and he was still able to run a sub-10 seconds. With the talent Luvo has got, uh, Luvo has got the ability still, and I still believe it in my heart, and I, and I pray for it that he that he comes back or do something that he really comes in a situation where he decides, I want to be serious about this. Luo still has the ability at his age, if he trains hard to win gold next year at the Olympic Games, he, he can still break the world record that is, that is held by Mark Powell with a distance of 8.95 meters. He's an amazing talent. Um, uh, you know what, if you see somebody and you see a person like him and you see uh, the way that he, how easy he does things, uh, you Natural. get excited. It's just something that makes you so excited. You want to jump up and down and say, hey, yeah. this is a find of a lifetime. Yeah, no, he's a natural. It's so disappointing. And I can hear from your voice, uh, Danny, that you're very disappointed with how things have turned out and you really rate him highly. Let's hope that he does a bounce back and he can deal with his demons again. But thank you for speaking to us. We're also going to speak to a life coach just to find out more about addiction. But we appreciate the time you've given us tonight, Danny. It's, it's our pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And let's hope somebody knows or hears him uh, out there uh, where they're, they're going to contact with Luvo and maybe uh, somebody can help him to get in the right way again. But my sincere appreciation also for your concern about. Uh, I really appreciate that. Also, send our regards to Toby. He was on this show a couple of weeks ago. Send our greetings. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely send Toby. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll be surprised if he hears me tonight on the radio, but I'll definitely give him <laughs> my regards. Thank you so much, Toby. So I sincerely appreciate it. Okay. Sir. Thanks for that, uh, Danny Cornelius. Thank you, sir. Head of Tax Athletics Program there. They looked after Louvo. They guided him to Olympic silver medalist in 2016, and he did disappear, and he went to PE. And I'm from PE, I always say it. And 
when when I heard that Luva was in PE, I got worried. And when I heard where he was staying, I really, really got worried. And when I heard who he was hanging out with, I really, really, really got worried. And um, Danny actually spoke about uh, his his last coach, Bradley Agnew. And Bradley spoke to uh, the City Press last week. We didn't invite him on the show, but he was not able to speak to us tonight. But he spoke to Simnike Chabanisa in the City Press about Luvo. And this is what he had to say. He says, uh, Luvo hasn't been active for a very long time, and that's for reasons unknown to me. He hasn't trained and obviously hasn't competed since uh, at the World Champs in Doha last year. The plan was for him to get some rest because the year had been tough on his body and for him to start preparing for the World Indoors competition, which did not happen. Then we were supposed to start strategically moving to Tokyo for this year's Olympic Games, which was also cancelled. That was the rough framework in terms of our plannings, planning, but the details would never be unpacked because there were no discussions around that. So the coach also doesn't know what happened to Lova. And I'm going to share a story. I've never shared it before with anybody. And Velilem Nyando, if he's listening, is my witness here because I was with him at the Rio 2016. I'm going to share a story about Lova Manyonga after the break. I've never shared it because we. I, I'll, I'll explain after the break.